0: Dealing with a lot of boredom lately, yeah, just just like the rest of us, this boredom is a real thing now in 2020. And so the thing I want you to think about is that it may actually not be your fault and be an actual neurochemical problem in your brain. So the good news is, is today we're gonna to come up with four tactics that are tried and true that we've used many many times to help you overcome boredom once and for all, and then realize how you cannot fall into the boredom trap as you go forward on the Psychology Fitness Lab today. Welcome to the Psychology Fitness Lab. My name is David Michael, the Obsessed Founder and Head Coach at Cliffhanger Academy, the number one psychology fitness training experience. Each week, we give you real-world tools and tactics based on the latest research from psychology and fitness to help you look, feel, and perform better all day, every day. We're all about taking action at the lab, so let's get started. All right, team. Welcome back to the Psychology Fitness Lab podcast. With me, David Michael from Cliffhanger Academy. Um, if you guys are tuning in, this is episode number two of a three-part series that my good friend Evan Lawrence and I are doing on the top three mental health and mindset issues that we're saying we're seeing during COVID. And of course, how to solve them because we are all about tools and tactics uh, on the psychology fitness lab. This is a reminder about Evan. If you guys didn't hear it the first episode, I'd suggest you go back and, and talk about that one or, or read that one or listen to that one. Rather, it was an amazing episode. We, we had a good flow going back and forth, but Evan's a, a health and wellness professional. He's operating out of Brooklyn. Uh, and and Manhattan, he's a licensed mental health counselor, certified personal trainer, registered yoga teacher, and precision nutrition coach. So you can obviously see why he and I get along so well. Not only that, but our affinity for puns brings us together quite <laughs> well, which you know, in our, our opinion, is the highest form of humor. Um, but Absolutely. we're not yes, we're we're not gonna talk too much about that. But what we are gonna talk about today. Is a big one. We dealt with deer, uh, dealing with the fear of the unknown on our first episode. Our first episode. We're gonna deal with overcoming boredom on this one. And what we're gonna do? We're gonna break it down for you guys. We're gonna talk about what boredom is. We're gonna talk about what causes it. Uh, we're gonna and then we're, of course we're gonna get you guys into finding purpose and meaning during these times. So actually using the time that you have to not only deal with boredom and overcome it but actually start thriving in the midst of it instead of simply surviving and waiting for the next thing to happen so evan good to have you back man how are things going with you as you you find ourselves in lockdown and now you know a, a national revolution
1: yeah yeah uh things are things are go, going going okay over here thanks for having me back yeah we new york uh just opened up phase one. I, I'm putting it in air quotes. If uh, you can't see me, uh, yeah, we opened up on on Monday, and that's you know I think that's a nice uh, it's it's a message of hope. Um, we're 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 coming we're coming on down the line and trying to find the end.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that that's actually great, and I think it's perfect for our topic today because you know people have been we've been locked in for three four months, and now people are starting to get outside. The weather is starting to break, which is really nice. Um, so we're we're getting back to what we would call i guess our normal life even though as we discussed last episode there will be no normal compared to where we were you know four or five months ago um but yeah i wanted to get into boredom with you today and i know this is something that obviously you and i probably don't have a lot of considering all the 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 multitude of projects and personal and professionally we're doing Um, so i just wanted to like talk about this and like kind of like you know first we can get into like what boredom is and and from my experience you know boredom just becomes because people have a reasonable level of psychological energy or arousal they need to have on a regular basis. Um, you know, and, and if people don't get this, and we'll talk about why this is a neurochemical problem, um, we start feeling bored. You know, when, when our arousal is too low, like super low, you know, not there's not much happening in the world, we often feel really relaxed, which is kind of a nice thing. Um, but in a day, like, today in 2020, like what we're dealing with is, is the opposite of that, is more of this high arousal. And there's all this energy that's being built up. And, and we want to devote it to something. And that's why the, I think these protests are really key. Everyone's kind of using this as an outlet um, for the, all this pent up energy of not being able to go outside, being on lockdown, social distancing. Um, and because this energy has been building up and they can't find a way to engage, we become bored. What have your feelings been on that lately? yeah i mean i
1: uh, i I can tell you you mentioned that we do a lot of you and I both do a lot of kind of different stuff we juggle you know a lot of different things at once, and frankly, I think that might even be kind of an example of of how I avoid boredom right like uh this is this is something that this is a topic that has always kind of interested me because I know that that was something that i uh, always tried to like avoid when I was younger and then as I've gotten older you know it's, it's also something that I really it's a not a state that that's a fun state right um, and you can see it I think from from youth right well what what's probably been one of the hardest things for parents during this time is making sure that their kids aren't bored right <clears throat> because kids oh. you need even more stimulation uh, right then and, and, and they're hard to so it's harder for them to entertain themselves and for, to, to kind of stimulate themselves um, more so that, uh, than, than maybe some adults. Um, but either way, it's a state that you can see from youth up until uh, you know, people that are, that are older. And I think that speaks to kind of how that is a, uh, something that is innate within us, right? We like stimulation. We don't like, you know, the other side of that coin is that we don't like not having stimulation. Um, and yeah, when we don't have it, I think we start to crave it right in, in new ways. And so, uh, I, I look, I look kind of forward to to going back and forth a little bit here about, you know, what that exactly means for people and how we can maybe address it.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. And I love the fact that, you know, uh, Evan, that you brought in with the what the kids are dealing with, because I think it's actually quite important. Um. To understand like what kids are dealing with, and this is like the second cause of boredom that i 've seen is that when people have trouble focusing their attention um, and and they, and then one of the biggest reasons we believe this is because of our environment and you hit it perfectly like we need stimulation um, <clears throat> kids need stimulation they need they need focused energy I, I was actually my girlfriend was talking about this like how she, she used to work at club med uh, in, in be, before college. And she said that if you told the kids just to like line up, they wouldn't, they would, they wouldn't do anything. But as soon as you told them, we're lining up in five seconds, four, three, and all of a sudden you gave them something to focus their attention on, um, it was just immediate. They would start lining up and I was like, oh my gosh, that's such a good little like kid hack. So for any parents that are listening, (laughs) put a timeline on what you're talking to your kids, put a countdown on it. I, I, you know, there's a lot of reasons why it works. We're goal, again, we're goal oriented. So if you give something a goal, yeah, you're gonna get into that. But I, yeah, I think this is definitely one of these things, Evan, where we talked about is that people are they're they're looking for stuff to be engaged in. They need um, you know, I call it uh, our, our fix, like our daily fix, our daily stimulation. Now, whatever that may be, you know, for, for I know for, for guys like you and I, it's definitely working out, right? It's engaging in, in some kind of sports or stuff, like learning constantly. That, that that's the way I get my fixes, I try to get my fixes every day. And I've actually been struggling because of all of this, too, because not being able to go outside, not being able to go do my sports, like the the weather not being great for a while. <clears throat> all these things kind of led me to, you know, essentially being bored and try, trying to find out ways to to overcome boredom. Um, so, yeah, I want to I want to speak of that. Like, what have you seen, um, Evan, kind of some of the causes uh, of boredom?
1: Well, I think in, in this particular era, it is absolutely. Um, it, it, the things that you, that you mentioned, right? Not being able to do X, not being able to do Y, go outside, uh, not being able to do um, the exact same things that we are used to in, in different areas and particularly with different people, right? And there are some, <clears throat> excuse me, there are some things about that that, that are very kind of apparent. Um, you know, if I can't do this thing that I used to do, like it's, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like it. I can't go to the gym anymore, right? I'm not a fan. Um, but, you know, I think there's some other kind of subtler aspects, or maybe things that aren't so subtle now that we've all gone through them together, but like changing your environment. So going from, you know, the indoors to the outdoors, even something like that is 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 stimulating, right? I know people, uh, some people have been able to, uh, you know, kind of start socially distancing um, with their you know, with their friends uh, in parks uh, or in in various like open spaces and outdoor spaces, and now that's kind of that social stimulation, uh, mm-hmm. which is you know it's kind of avoiding the social boredom uh, aspect, if you if you will. Um, yeah. In terms of, <clears throat> in terms of the you know the kind of the way that works within us, yeah, like any kind of novel novel stimulus that that we can do, whether it's a, whether it's social. Whether it's environmental, whether it's learning, whether it's physical, you know, we we enjoy innately those kinds of things. And so sometimes we can also get stuck in that mindset of like, if I can't do this, then I'm, you know... W- then I can't do Then I can't do anything. Or, and then I, you know, Oh, I can't do that. I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm sad. And, and I don't know what to do instead. And frankly, you know, to a certain part, that's okay. Right. Like you, you're allowed to be sad. I'm really sad that, you know, I can't go hang out with my friends. Um, I, I really would love to do that, but can we find ways kind of going back to that idea that, that we talked about, uh, in the last episode of, can we find ways of being, uh, finding finding new ways, finding novel stimuli to help us in those same areas that we were looking to do before. And, and so maybe now it looks like instead of um, going... Well, now the outdoors is kind of opening up, but like, let's say, you know, a a, a little while ago when outdoors was not as open, you know, can you go from one room in your house to a different room in your house uh, and maybe Mm. do some work there and then do some work in a different spot of your house or or your apartment or or wherever you are. And what's interesting to me about this is, you know, they've done a lot of research on memory and, and, and places, um, In memory, you might have heard of the concept of like a memory palace or or things like that. And, Mm. you know, what to me that indicates is that because of that novel, you know, new environment that you're in, you start thinking differently, your brain starts working differently. And, you know, they studied it in the context of memory. And so you've shown that you can remember things better if you don't study, study this thing in one place and study this thing in a different place. But. Also, I I have to imagine that because of it's because of the novel stimulus that, that that is working. And so maybe it's a tool that we can also use to kind of decrease our boredom as well.
0: Oh, man, I, I love that. So I love the fact that you 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 talked about and this uh, listeners, I hope you guys are, are catching that like Evan dropped a bomb in there to start is that he was talking like about this thing about where boredom comes from is that if I can't do this, which is what we're used to doing, right, that consistency that we want that we crave, then I can't do anything. So you're just like, you end up lamenting over the fact that you, you know, like, like Evan and I, we can't go to the gym, like, Oh, my gosh, this sucks so bad. Okay. So what can I do? Like, of course, I'm going to cry about it for a little bit. Cause that's, that's okay. That's, like I said, Evan said, that's okay. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, okay. Like, you know, as we talked about before, what can you control? What can you, what, what can you not control? Can't control when the gyms are going to open. I can control the fact that, you know, and now I've, I've developed like, you know, dozens and dozens of bodyweight workouts. Like for me, I, I, I like using some kind of machinery too. So I ended up buying a TRX set so I can do workouts that way. Right. Teaching my class three days a week, which may, forces me to be moving for at least an hour every every. <laughs> uh three times a week so there's all these things we can do and and evan talked really great about it you know um i love the moving of the rooms that you gave like um, regarding your how you can uh learn more and memorize and and and, and uh, engage memory because like you're one of the causes of boredom that i found is, is i call it monotony in the mind and it's bored, you know, boredom is like it's similar to mental fatigue and it's it's caused by the repetition um, of something over and over and over again. Now, whether that's your task or that's even the environment you're talking about, like I think about, you know, waiting at the airport when prisoners are locked in cells, like you go kind of nuts because you're you're in the same environment, you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. And then any experience that is predictable and repetitive just becomes boring. Like it's it's missing that novelty that you that you talked about so well. And you know what we as we from a neuroscience point of view. We know that novelty is, is a dopamine chemical, right? Like we're, we're all dopamine fiends in some way, shape, or form. You know, it's why social media is so addictive, like um, why drugs and alcohol are so addictive. It's dopamine. They're, they're using those parts of the brain to get you like novel and feeling good. Um, I want to talk about, you know, before we go into this next section, about this being actually like a neurochemical problem. Um, and it's not necessarily saying, oh, you're off balance or like that, but it is at the same time. So what I found in my experience is there's like four main, uh, neurotransmitters that we're all driven by. You have acetylcholine, dopamine, GABA, and serotonin. Now we're all driven differently. And you can definitely think of people as soon as they say this, who are driven by what in your life. So for me, and it sounds like Evan as well, uh, we're dopamine people, you know, need for, need for novelty, uh, instant gratification. You know, we try to curb that as much as we can, but yeah, I want novelty. That's why I like the sports that I like. That's why I do the things that I do. That's why I'm always trying to switch things up, right? Um, The other uh, neurotransmitter is acetylcholine. Now this is people that are more task-driven and always go, go, go. You know these people because they can't sit still they they, they, it's almost an inability to sit still. They're always doing something, you know, they're constantly over-scheduled. They're constantly going from one thing, to the next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing. Now you have the opposite of those people, which are people that are driven by the neurochemical GABA, which are the ones that need to be relaxing and chilling most of the time. Now you know, these people too, they're the ones that have tons of time where they're just like chilling out. They can go to the beach, they can relax, they can sit in a room and just do nothing they're totally fine with that, which is the opposite of the cetylcholine people. And then speaking of opposite, the other one you have is opposite of the dopamine people, which are the serotonin people. And this is being driven to by being content and stable. So you can kind of tell the opposite, that's the opposite of dopamine. Dopamine is like instant gratification, novelty, something new, always changing, this, 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 where serotonin people are more like they want consistency, they want stability. So one of the key things to figure out as you're trying to overcome boredom where in these four do you fall? Are you an acetylcholine person? Are you a dopamine person? Are you a GABA person? Or are you a serotonin person? And so once you figure that out, I feel like you kind of got, got an understanding of like, okay, this is, what, this is what I need. This is why I'm bored. Um, so Evan, what's, what's, what's resonating with when I talk about that? Like kind of these, these four breakdowns of uh, these categories. What's coming up for you with that?
1: yeah i mean uh, <laughs> thinking about it through as you're as you're saying it where do where do I fall what do i <clears throat> excuse me um what uh what kind of what i categorize and I imagine also that you know there are there's variability uh in in context right like so Absolutely, in yeah. some days at some times in some environments in some situations like you know you react uh we always react you know everything is always in context right that's what uh we always kind of need to take that into a, into account when when we're making uh decisions and when we're kind of assessing and, and this is you know this is very similar. I can tell you right now like I am definitely a an antsy person um like if if you if you have me sitting too long my knee will will, will start to go and if you try and you know stop that one the other one just starts and then looks like you know, three stooges uh except two knees but you know, then there's other times that I found out where, you know, if I get up on, on, on a Saturday morning, and I've had like a good night's sleep, I, I don't feel as, as fidgety. Or if I've just worked out, I don't feel um, as as fidgety. And so what I've tried to do personally is kind of observe, notice, and and then kind of to your point, once you like kind of figured some of these things out, play to your strengths at the times that, that you know when to have. So, you know, I know that because I'm like, quote, the least antsy in the morning, I try and do mm-hmm. reading that. Um, when yes. I was <clears throat> when I was taking my first mindfulness based stress reduction class, uh, the first class that I went to, I just like I was like freaking out internally. Like externally, <laughs> I was sitting there being still, but internally it, it was like a carnival of stress. Um, <laughs> I and, love carnival of stress. Yeah, the, yeah there There's clowns and elephants and the so, whole nine yards. Um, good. but uh, so what I did was I
0: Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no. We just froze, ladies and gentlemen. All right, guys, sorry, we had a little technical hiccup right there. But Evan was just describing, like, when he was taking these mindfulness classes, um, his carnival of emotions, which if you didn't catch that as a descriptive friggin' uh, term, oh, my God. So, Evan, tell us, <laughs> the, so the carnival's going on in your head when you're trying to do this.
1: Yeah, and I and I realized, like, I couldn't uh, – <clears throat> I basically had two choices, right? And I think, you know, to to try and take this story and apply it into – a uh, tactic and, and technique is I basically have two choices, right? I could do something or I could do nothing. And if I do nothing, then we're moving more into the realm of like acceptance and and essentially like trying to trying to be with those feelings. And and basically, I mean, in this case, doing nothing was was really doing something because that was the point. Um, And, and so it was either doing, going that direction, or I could do something kind of in more of a problem solving route. So at that time, I kind of went more with the, with the problem solving route. And I started working out before uh, I went into the, the mindfulness classes. And that put me into a physical state where I was just more able to, uh, to, to be still, uh, to sit still and to really learn from the class. And that's what I was trying to do. And then over time, uh, you know, you start to practice and you get better at it over time. And then, you know, while that is, well, I'm talking about mindfulness here, and that is somewhat specific to that because the more you do it, the better you get at it. And and that has been true for me over time as well. But also I think that's true of a lot of things in life. And we are often come, uh, you're often caught in this choice of uh, what do I do, right? And that can be, excuse me, a very difficult question. Um, And oftentimes, just like it did with me, it can come down to, well, I can do something or I can do nothing. And doing something might have multiple options, and then you kind of assess your options. sequences and do nothing and go more into that realm of acceptance but mm-hmm. where people start to get stressed is when they go when they when they kind of don't make a conscious choice uh and they, they just kind of like do something mm-hmm. but then they don't have the internal reaction to support it so yeah And I think that, you know, that's something that can come up. We're talking in in specifically, you know, we're, we're discussing boredom here. And so, all right, like, you know, do I, do I try, you know, something new? Do I maybe venture outside and change my environment? Do I uh, do X and Y and Z? You know, what are, what are your, whatever the options, whatever the safe options are in your area? Um, Or do I, or do I continue on there and then, no matter what, what we do externally, how we behave, we'll always have an internal reaction, right? But we have to make sure for our own mental health that our internal reaction is aligned with our external action. And when it's not, that can be a real source of stress, right? If I kind of just passively chose to do nothing, but I'm you know not really accepting of that that is stressful that is internally stressful that is is not um it 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 evokes a lot of emotion uh, uh from from people if i have chosen to say it's okay that i'm bored right now and you know I, there's nothing in particular i really feel like doing um maybe i'll just kind of like relax and 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 you know veg out on on netflix for a little while cuz i worked hard during the day and that's you know that's just what I feeling feel like like doing right now and yeah technically you know you're doing something because we're always doing something by that choice but in terms of that internal message you just sent to yourself that's a little bit different than turning Netflix on because you just kind of naturally moved towards that and then feeling guilty about doing it right and it puts every, it puts our actions in a different perspective, right? Make the conscious choice to, to, to do X or to do Y or to do Z and then align your internal reaction with the acceptance to do that. So that was a long one. And <laughs> that's, uh, that's my bad, but there's, a, there's, you know, I think some, some important messages uh, in there that I know has, has uh, been a part of the conversations I've been having now and has helped people um, you know, kind of organize their thoughts around these things.
0: Yeah. So is so a you did you said a, a lot there, Evan, but a lot of value in that. And so uh, guys, what I what I want you to take away from and what I'm hearing from Evan saying is that you got to have, and we talked about this in the, in the first episode is like your values, your values driving your actions, right? So you're not being reactive to everything that's going on around you. Like Evan said, like you're just, you just kind of drifted into Netflix. Then all of a sudden you have this cognitive dissonance, right? Your, your, your internal mental struggle, of like you don't really want to be doing this, but you are doing this. You don't know how to do it differently. And it's super simple. Like one of the things you could do is you have this set of values that you, that you go by, right? Um, the other thing that you could be doing, and this is something really simple and I give this to a client yesterday is, uh, is setting an intention. Like I set intentions be, uh, before everything I do, whether it's a, a podcast episode, a meeting with a client, you know, me going to work out. I'm like, you know, when I wake up in the morning, it's like, what do I want to do? And you, now you, you start giving yourself this sense of agency. Like you're the one in control of your life. People don't know what agency is. It's basically you having the control over your life. Like you know what's going on. You making conscious decisions, mindful decisions in the moment to do what you want to do. So you're not being, as Evan said, like guided towards something and you end up in a Netflix binge and four hours later you have just such disdain for yourself because you wasted four hours. Whereas if you said, you know what, I've been working really hard this week. I'm going to just relax out and just, I'm going to go watch Netflix and I'm going to go on a binge. And then after four hours, you're like, Okay, I'm good. I don't need that anymore. And 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 I want to bring this back because you know, neuroscience nerd about this is the balance and the kind of you know spectrum that Evan was talking about regarding these four neurochemicals. Like Evan did it perfectly. He was like, if I'm not moving, so that's acetylcholine, his knee starts freaking out, right? But then what he figured out is that to overcome that he can just work out. And then all of a sudden his acetylcholine is boosted. His dopamine is boosted. So then he can just chill out afterwards. He's more able to relax, kind of get in that GABA state um, to just chill. And then he can have, he, then the serotonin kicks in by reading. Cause this is something that's, it's stable. Like you're, it's in front of you. It's constant. It's there. It's not changing. So it's, it's interesting to see how we all move through these neurochemicals. And that that's one of the biggest things I want you guys to consider is that, you know, it, from a tactical standpoint, if you know which one of these four you're missing, you can then address it. Like if you're just like, I know for me, I'm in dire need of some GABA. Um, and I'm looking forward to that with, with getting upstate. Um, because I've just been going dopamine and, and acetylcholine just constant, constant, constant. My serotonin's super low because there's been no stability in my life. Um, but it's again coming down to that that thing we talk about in our, you know, the the first P and our and our, sci- our um four P system is identify the problem. You got to know what you're dealing with, right? Is it boredom? Like, is it need for novelty? Is it need for consistency? You know, is it need to relax? And and this is one of the things that when you know the fight that you're in it's so much easier to have these tactics for it. Um, so speaking of tactics, I mean, I know one of the things that you you kind of did mention is this, you know, uh, this feeling of not having purpose, like, right, like if you're, if you're kind of just drifting, you kind of said it inadvertently, but if you're drifting from one thing to the other, and you're kind of being externally pushed and pulled in these directions and being reactive, you could have feel like you have no purpose you're kind of just like this meandering stream that's just going along with everything in particular what's going on today's world if you're just kind of going along with everything you have no mindfulness or no intention behind it it can be pretty crazy um what are your thoughts on 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 that on the finding you know purpose and meaning during these times of boredom and how one would do that
1: Yeah. I, you know, that's a, it's a, it's a big ask. It's a big challenge for, for, for a lot of people, um, right now, you know, I know there's, there's a lot of people out there that are out of work. Um, and you know, as I think culturally, especially in in, in the U S we really derive a lot of meaning and purpose from work. So I imagine there's a particular, um, there's a particular stressor out there. Uh, I know there's a particular stressor out there because I've spoken to people who are, who, are, who are feeling like that right now um, in that. And so, yeah, it becomes a, 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 I think first of all, it becomes an opportunity, which is kind of going back to that cognitive behavioral idea. All right, maybe we can reframe the language. Maybe we can reframe the mindset. Like this is an opportunity to find new purpose. What else in this world you know, do I derive pleasure from? What else in this world do I derive purpose from? And so, you know, maybe originally you worked in, you know, uh, uh, psychology, right? Like maybe originally you worked in um, event planning, right? Which like live event planning, which is, you know, obviously really hard to, to do right now. Well, okay. Maybe we can look at what are the things that you liked about that and are there other areas that you can try, right? You don't have to solve the problem in the first step, but let's make a hypothesis and then let's go out and test it. So mm. maybe we can find, you know, let's let's see six different things, you know, that that you might be interested in uh, in in, you know, just just check it out, you know, just might be interested in and then go out and see you know, I think that's one of the, one of the biggest things is keeping uh, an open mind. Uh, I think sometimes they refer to as like a growth mindset. Um, Mm -hmm. But really, like, for me, what it just means being open to try new things, right? Because the only way that that you don't know is if you kind of never try, right? Mm. But and I, I think that's kind of that—that's a phrase that gets thrown around a lot. But I do think it gets thrown a lot around because it's—it's it's true, right? If I, you know, never tried—if um, I never tried uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I never would have known that I loved it. Um, And—and that—that goes for so many other things in our lives. Well, right now, you know, we've been put—not chosen—but we've been put into a, a, a precarious and difficult situation, and so. Even though we're here not out of you know volunteering to be here, can we still try and keep that mindset and be open to trying new things that who knows where they might lead us right mm. um, I, they made a movie a long time ago with Jim Carrey called Yes Man, which I love. The we'll just we'll just yeah. I, I, however you feel about the actual movie itself, I always thought the concept was interesting, right? Just yeah. like saying yes to everything, and maybe maybe not everything, right? Like I could think of a few things that I should probably continue to say no to, but having uh, having that kind of mindset of being open to saying yes to opportunities, possibilities, um, things like that. And allowing yourself to have the space to try and see if there might be something purposeful uh, for you there, I think is one place to start. Um, and then another, you know, we talked a little bit about kind of framing, um, framing mindsets uh, or at least I, I mentioned it a little bit here before. And I think mm-hmm. one of the things that people are also struggling that I've noticed now is, is this idea uh, of like, this whole thing is, is a waste of time right and 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 that there is a this is a period that was just been a complete wash and Mm. maybe by trying these things this is going to going more into that problem solving route um Mm -hmm. but still applies by trying new things by being open by saying hey maybe i'll try a sourdough starter uh or, or i don't know i have not done that yet let me be clear there i'm no Breadmaster, um, but yeah, uh, I love to eat it, but that's kind of where it stops. Um, but I got you yeah, that, trying yeah, exactly trying something like people are trying new things, right? And I think it helps kind of decrease that feeling of this is a waste of time. Um, and then you know the last thing that that I'll say almost as a counterpoint, but going back to the original or going back to one of the ideas that I was saying before is, we always kind of have that choice between we can do something or we can do nothing, and aligning our internal. Uh, feelings about that with it. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with watching, you know, a bunch of hours on Netflix, like we said, uh, as long as that's something that you have chosen to do and that you're okay with. It's, it's, again, it's that point where when I haven't chose to do it, I just kind of did it, but then I'm judging myself and feeling guilty about it. Make the active choice. And if you're not happy or if you're not satisfied with what you have made the active choice to do, well then that's when we pivot and we try those new things <clears throat> and we do something yeah. else. So that is, uh, that's kind of
0: the last thing I guess I'll say about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, lo- I love it. So so again, like just so much in there. Um, it's funny that you, you talk about the event planning. One of my, one of my good friends is, is an event planning. He does like these huge events. We're talking like Super Bowl, like that kind of stuff. Um, and I mean, he's like just been, you know, Dead in the water. He's like, I have nothing to do for months, and I don't know when this is ever going to come back. Um, and he's like, you know, doing all these little tiny little house projects. So that's always like, oh man, let me. Like, what can I help Nick with? Um, with this. But yeah, I love how you said it's like finding new meaning in your life. Like, okay, find those things that you actually loved about your old job or the things that you were doing before, um, and then try to find some new stuff that give you similar kind of takeaways or or engage you in this in a similar way, right? Um, I love the fact. These, you know, I my girlfriend and I always joke about it back and forth. Um, you know, don't uh, don't try, don't know. You if you don't try something, you have no idea if you're gonna like it or hate it. And, and I call this the you know for me, I call it the ice cream analogy. And you know, when you go into Ben and Jerry's, you you taste all these different ice creams, and then you figure out which one you actually ultimately want. But you don't know which one you don't want until you don't until you try all these other one you want. until you try all the other ones. So it's like have that ice. I, literally, it's called the ice cream analogy. This is. I, I love like, that walk into life. Life is an ice cream store. There are so many different flavors and concoctions out there. It's like you try something new and see if you like it. And it's it's perfectly talking about what you talk about the growth mindset compared to a fixed mindset. You know, fixed mindset is that this is the way it is, the way I'm going to be, nothing's going to change. If I can't have this one, if I can't have my vanilla bean, Madagascar vanilla bean, I don't want any other frigging ice creams. And it's like, you may find out that vanilla, Madagascar vanilla bean thrown with a little like caramel and peanut butter is more life-changing than your typical vanilla. So it's like, get out there and, and say, I love it. you said like, of course, of course you reference yes, man. I think like I, movies, <laughs> there's no, obviously another thing we have in common three. Like, I was like, yeah, like, yeah, again, Jim Carrey, amazing actor. I love the guy, like so innovative. You know, the concept of it was great though. And and this is for people typically that are saying no to things. If you're someone who doesn't, if you're a serotonin person, right? You want constant stability in your life or you're a GABA person, you want to be relaxed you may say no to a lot of things just because you don't want change. And and if we've learned anything from this time is about embracing change. And, and one of the things I've, I've practiced before it, it's called opposite action, right? When, when you get to this place where you don't, you can't trust yourself, right? You're just, you're in a place where you're like, Oh, I don't feel really good. Start taking opposite action of what you would normally do. So if you'd normally say no to something, say yes to it, you know, and then the opposite is also true. If you're a yes person, you know, Make sure that's a hell yes, because if it's not a hell yes, it should be a no. Um, But we're we're kind of giving you this other option of saying like, say yes to more things, you would be blown away. Like I'm tonight, my girlfriend and I are going to do a bachata class and we're going to do an acro class. I have no interest in these things, to be honest with you. This is completely <laughs> driven by her. But I'm like, okay, like I've, I've only done one of each classes with her. And I was like, these are interesting enough to try again. She loves them. So of course, I'm going to do them for her. Um, but yeah, I would have never thought like, oh, I can do this stuff. And I, this would be, this may be fun. Like you said, BJJ, you did it. And you're like, oh my gosh, I love it. Like never thought I would, um. So uh, we're going we're gonna to wind down because this is going to be a three-part series for you guys. But I want to um, you know, just give you guys the, the, the kind of the big takeaways. We've given you guys so many gems here. Hopefully, you guys are always listening you know, with a pen and writing some stuff down. But talk about overcoming boredom. You know, we talk about changing your environment is, is, a, is a really an easy one for you to do. And Evan gave a great example of just going to a different room. And while you're doing that, you're also increasing your chances of memory and focus by doing that. You know, I, I, we also talk about being mindful and setting intentions in everything you do. Don't just mindlessly drift around and be reacting to the world because you want to make these, these active choices that like Evan was saying. Whereas that if you do wind down and you watch two, three hours of Netflix, you don't feel like a piece of crap afterwards because you mindfully set an intention that that's what you wanted to do. And in order to do that, you got to know your values, team. You're probably going to hear us talk about this all the time. Every time we talk about, is it knowing your values? Because if you know your values, you know yourself. If you know yourself, you know what you want, what you're going after. And then you don't have regrets if you do these things, because you're like, you know, maybe you're a GABA person, you value chilling out. So when you go and lay on the couch and don't do anything for two hours, you're totally fine with that. And the biggest thing I want you guys to remember is about embracing change. I was talking about this with with a friend earlier today. There are no constants in life except for change. And if you are a person who resists change, you are, I'm just going to say you're going to live a terrible life. That's it. Plain and simple. You are going to, you're, you are not going to be a happy person because everything's changing. You are changing. Cellularly every, I think it's, uh, Evan, you know, the, it's your body resets every cell, your body resets every cell in like, is it 24, 48 hours, uh, uh, uh,
1: I'll have to look I've it up this
0: yeah 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 so this your, your body's constantly regenerating like like this is why you know like you shouldn't wear clothes multiple days even though a lot of us are now because we're not really doing <laughs> much is that your body's constantly shedding skin cells just on the outside the epithelial la- layer but if you go even deeper at a, like a mitochondrial layer your body's constantly changing its cellular makeup so you are actually different from I can at least say a week is for sure than you were a week ago on a cellular mm-hmm. level so you're changing, whether you want you want to or not. Everything around you is changing, whether you want to or not. So you got to embrace it. So Evan, as we as we land this 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 lab episode, anything that you want to leave with our audience to conclude?
1: Um, I think you know there, there was really just two messages that I that I took from this, and you know, one is make make conscious choices, uh, and two try lots of ice cream. That's what I that's what I got.
0: Uh. <laughs> I love it, and and guys, remember. Evan is a precision nutrition coach. Yeah. So if you're looking try. for that, yeah. if you're looking for that validation of why to try <laughs> ice cream, you heard it here on the psychology fitness lab, our That's ice cream look. analogy certified by a true nutrition coach. Right. Sponsored
1: by Ben and Jerry's
0: <laughs> but yet, yet yeah. team. Hey, maybe, maybe there's something there. Maybe get a little Ben and Jerry's though. I will say this, this was crazy. I, you know, um, I do love Ben and Jerry's. It's, it's it's my favorite ice cream. I don't eat ice cream very often. My girlfriend loves it. So yeah, I enough. eat it more than I usually do when I'm with her. But we, she picked up this peanut butter one. Um, and you know, I'm a label reader. And so it was so rich. It was like peanut butter and fudge and a core and all this kind of stuff. And I looked at the, you know, the, the nutrition label. And it was like, if you ate the whole thing, it was like <laughs> 1300 calories. But the thing that scared me, it was like, it was like, Two hundred and eight percent of your daily sugar. I was like, oh, oh wow. my! And I thought I mean, to myself, I was like, <laughs> I, I personally couldn't polish off that one on its own because that yeah. was just so rich. But I was like, there are times where I could definitely put a pint of Ben and Jerry's down <laughs> on, my, on my own. So again, yeah. it's all about embracing those change that, that change team. Yeah, that gets right. into a,
1: a whole different discussion. <laughs> yeah, we're not
0: gonna we're not gonna go anywhere yeah, there. Course control you guys, all, and all of that. Leave, yeah, leave you guys with a little bit of humor and let you know, hey, even though. Evan and I are, are these, these certified in all these crazy things. And we, we love our fitness and our psychology. We're human too, right? Like we, we struggle, you know, like I, I would be lying if I said I didn't struggle with boredom during these months, right? If, and, and this is, you know, most of the time for me, definitely like the reason why you guys get all these tools and tactics on, on these episodes and, and through Cliffhanger Academy in general, is because this is all stuff that I learned to help me. Like, these struggles that I have. Like, I'm just like you. Evan's just like you. We have yeah. the same struggles in them. We're, we're just testing them. And we have a different background that allows us to see things completely differently. So we're actually able to give these tried, t- tried and tested truths to you on a regular basis. So, team, we're going to wrap this uh, one up. But speaking of that, I promised you this a be a three-episode a three series. And we're going to talk about effective habit creation in our next episode with Evan and I. So make sure you do not miss out on that one because if if any of the stuff resonated that we've been talking about, about uh, uh, overcoming boredom and being doing with the fear of the unknown, it's about habits. And if you haven't heard it distinctly yet, this is all Evan and I've been talking about is new habits, new habits, new habits. So what we're gonna tackle in our next episode is how to actually create those habits in a way that's gonna make it stick, it's gonna be fun, And it's going to be easier than anything you've done thus far. So Evan, thank you so much for being on the Psychology Fitness Lab podcast. It's awesome to have you. I can't wait to talk to you again, brother.
1: Thank you for having me. Can't wait to do
0: this. Absolutely. Until then, guys, stay safe. Make sure you're still taking action. And make sure you're taking your mental, physical, and emotional health to the highest level you can. We'll talk to you guys next time. Team, what was your number one takeaway from today? Or maybe more importantly... What was a thing that stirred up an emotion? Either way, there's definitely a lesson there to be learned. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming Lab episodes and leave us a review. If someone shared this episode with you, be sure to thank them. And if you enjoyed the episode, pass it on to someone else. If you have any QCCs, questions, comments, concerns about anything psychology, fitness related, be sure to email me at takeaction@cliffhangeracademy.com. That's takeaction@cliffhangeracademy.com. I appreciate you for being part of our community. And as always, you know what time it is. It's time to start taking action and living your best story.